Yes, sir. My God, here we go. <laughs> Gonzaga, the slipper still fits. Kemba Walker, step back. Walker, cardiac Kemba does it again. Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We are back. It's been a minute. We are back with the Campus Tour podcast. We are in football mode for the time being. Yeah. I don't know how much Brad loves that or hates that, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm a football guy, so I'm excited for this. Oh, yeah. I'm excited, too. It's not the same as basketball, but um, yeah, I can't wait until yeah. football starts. Yep. We missed a lot, obviously. Uh, we will give you uh, an explanation coming up why we were gone for so long. But we missed a lot. I mean, college football changed, like, forever. It in, did. In the span of two months. Players can get paid in, in endorsements. Texas and Oklahoma just said, see ya, to the Big 12, because that's something you can do. Yep. Coach K, that rat, he's retiring. <laughs> and the biggest news, Alondo Tucker went nuclear- and just decided to go crazy on Greg Gard. So. I, I was going to conveniently leave that part out if you didn't mention it. So, but yes. Just yeah. a bananas move. Yes. Bananas move. But, well, I mean, not to get into it, but we, I think we kind of talked about it off air. Like, he wouldn't have even been, like, internally, like, he's not even, like, the best top, assistant. No, top two. Been Krabenhoft easily. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, you know, if Howard Moore was still there, right. Right, for sure. And then. Yeah, I mean, assistant coaches, we've always been stacked at Wisconsin. So, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, well, I guess we could just get into kind of why we were gone. I mean, the, sh the short explanation is Brad has a ring on his finger now. Yeah, that just kind of – we paused before then, and then we just kind of forgot to start it back up because we were kind of busy all summer. But we got Brad married. It was a great time. We had a blast. It was. But that was kind of the start of it. And then I went on vacation and you were on a honeymoon. And then with work and, and work. Yeah. I you know, switched jobs. You guys jobs know how summer and... is and everything. So yeah, Brad yep. switched jobs too. So it's been crazy. I decided that I'm moving to Salt Lake City. Yep. So a lot of change, it's, dude. It has been crazy. Everyone has moved out of Madison. I moved. Uh so that's the that's the short explanation uh, on why we're gone. Yep. But we are five very short weeks away from week one week week zero in college football is four weeks away but for the purposes of this podcast we are five short weeks from week one so what we're doing today we're going to give you a little college football preview we got five categories me and brad are going to draft or pick five things depending on the category we're going to go back and forth um our first category is very fitting it is the five things we miss the most about college football during COVID. Would you like to lead us off or would you like me to? You you can go first. You want me to go? I mean, let's be real. Number one is tailgates. Yes. <laughs> the food, the drinks. I mean, who, who, I mean, come on. It's like the number one thing. 
Well, it's not actually the number one thing, but to it's me, up there. it's you gotta get the food. The food at the games, before the games, after the games, it's a huge part of college football. I missed the grilling. I missed the cold drinks on a Saturday afternoon watching the other games before you head to Camp Randall. I know you've missed it. I've missed it. So that that's going to be my number one. That's a good number one. I mean, there's something about, you know, you put in 40 hours at your work. You get done Friday. Uh-huh. You're kind of tired. You wake up Saturday. It's 60 degrees, a little breeze, like just perfect weather. And you're like, man, like. I could have a beer. Take Yeah, I get a few a beer, beers, a burger. couple hot dogs, and just watch games all day. There's yeah. nothing like it. Yeah. So I, I miss the in-game, tail, or the going to games and tailgating. That, that'll that be my number one. What is, uh, what's your number one? So along those lines, kind of with tailgating, um, people in the arenas. That's, yeah. that's the big one for me. I mean, it just provides so much energy. I've missed the home team advantage. Crowds making noises, getting rowdy. Um, it, it just, it, it's such a cool atmosphere and it's just not the same. And it, it's just weird watching, like, you know, during the pandemic, no fans right. and it's just not the same. So hopefully, I mean, things aren't, right. you know, they're kind of getting bad again. But um, yeah, hopefully people are in the stands and I can't wait. Yeah, even watching the sec games where they did have fans you know it was still it was good to see those fans in but it wasn't even close to what normal sec is you know people going crazy you got the weird crowd shots i mean think of all the famous like the the guy that was reading a book at the florida state game when they were down like 50 the lsu girl who just looked had so much pain on her face. There's a girl knitting at a Kansas game one year. We, we've missed all those. We've missed all of them. We get them back. We get all the weird fan shots. We get the bands playing in the stadium. It's all back. That that did bring me to a point, and I, I don't like getting political, um, and this is political as I'd get, but it was pretty comical seeing like southern teams like in college yeah. football last year it's like did <laughs> did covid even exist in those states it, it was yeah. it was pretty that, funny so. that texas a&m game where they beat florida when yes. they when they showed yes. the back the back shot when or when texas a&m was kicking the game-winning field goal <laughs> me and my buddy looked at each other and we're like there is no chance on earth that is 25 percent no yeah Not even close. <laughs> it's it's like 49 percent, and they're like well we're round we'll down, down right, to 25 yeah Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Uh, to do our number three, I'm going to go with the, the uh, traditions that we've missed out on. You know, we missed jump around, white out at Penn State. Uh, we missed the Iowa wave. We missed seeing live mascots run loose on the field. I miss Ralphie at Colorado <laughs> running around. Yeah. You got Ugga in his nice little air-conditioned uh, pen he's got there. They don't bring Mike the Tiger out anymore at LSU, but no, yeah, I do miss Mike the Tiger <laughs> from all those years. So I'm I'm gonna go with traditions. What what tradition did you miss the most? I mean, being in Madison, you you yeah, know the one around. I jump around. It's you gotta have everyone there to do it. I That's will, why like even a short a small crowd would stink at it. I I will say this isn't like an energetic one, but just like from a compassionate side and. 
I hate Iowa, but I love their tradition of yeah, you the know wave. the the waving to to the yeah. kids at the the hospital. I think that's a great yeah. tradition. So I mean, the best part is every team is different. They have their own thing, and it's it's just really cool to see. So mm-hmm. yep, I'd agree. What is what's going to be number four for us? So this one, I mean, it's still along kind of the lines of tailgating and like people in the arenas, but like just camaraderie. So just I mean. Sports brings people together, brings families together, friends, and, um, you know, with the tailgating, it's just waking up Saturday morning, hanging out with friends, eating, drinking, and yeah. just spending the whole day together. It, it's really fun. So I, I'm good, and especially too, you kind of point into it, but, you know, with a lot of our friends, you know, moving farther away now, um, it's going to bring people back together and, it's always fun to see everyone, watch right. some good games, and eat some good food. Hell so yeah. I, I'm so ready for September 4th. All right, and then you have one more for us to round out our five. Oh, this is a tough one. I have two. I'll just do two real quick. Um, yeah, go for it. So finding a freshman that you fall in love with, <laughs> that's one of mine. That's a good one. That is um, a good one. I mean, like a lot of these guys too. I like Spencer Rattler, for instance. Like I followed him since you love this line. I followed him since high school. Watched him, yeah. Like in QB one. So when he was a freshman at Oklahoma, and it's just always fun to see the yeah. new um, recruits that come in and stuff. There like was so that. little last year too, just because of COVID. That yes, they didn't get to you know they didn't get to be with their coaches as much. They didn't get to be in the you know film room and everything. So. A lot of the freshmen didn't end up playing, but they didn't keep their eligibility. So, yep, that's good. And then just last one, this will make you laugh, but Badgers getting my hopes up was my <laughs> last one. <laughs> last year they were so bad they couldn't get our hopes. Well, I guess they got our hopes up game one, and then that was about it. And I know we're we're a college um, show here, but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on it just briefly. I mean, box and six. Yes. I mean, every <laughs> Wisconsin sports team, you know, it ends in heartbreak usually. And it always sucks because, like, especially with the football team, it feels like we win games, you know, like we'll crush Michigan right. and then we lose a game that we shouldn't lose. Right. So, I mean, it happens with all Wisconsin sports. Um, glad to say it didn't happen with the Bucks this year. Um, but other than that, I mean, every other wisconsin sports team usually ends in heartbreak <laughs> to so. quote kevin malone it's nice to win one for once <laughs> I, that's I will, how i felt when the bucks won yeah but i mean we I'll, can stop sending that stupid list around i even shared it and was going back and forth with people about the list of all the heartbreaks since the packers won the super bowl so everyone can stop sharing it hand up <laughs> i gave up once he, once Giannis went down i thought we were toast but yeah somehow that man is not human no, no. <laughs> Our next list of five is the breakout players this year, which we kind of talked. We talked about freshmen, but to do the breakout players, I'm going to give three here. Brad's going to give two. My number one is going to be Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Oh, he is going to be the I lead like guy for Oklahoma receiving this year. He's the number one returning guy. They got a guy out of Arkansas too, um, but I just kind of like the chemistry that Marvin Mims already has with Spencer Rattler, as you talked about, last year he had 610 receiving yards, 9 TDs. That was with a pretty stacked wide receiving core. Uh, so I like Marvin Mims coming back, you know. It's Big 12, and it's gonna and it's Oklahoma. They're going to spin the ball around a lot. So he'll, he'll get his touches, and I, I think he's, he's going to have a good year. 
Yeah, that's a good pick. I'll, I'll stick with receivers here. I picked um, this is a, I mean, not really a, a favorite, I'd even say, but I went with Joe Nagata. Clemson wide receiver. Yeah. Um, four Over st- Justin. Well, I guess Justin Ross already broke out. Anyways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, four star recruit. Um, I think back in like 2019, um, he was a major breakout candidate last season, but injuries kind of got in the way of that. Only had seven receptions and 83 yards. Year before that, had tw- 240 yards and three touchdowns as a freshman. Great size at 6'3", um, 220 pounds. I think he's going to be a you know top target for DJ this year. For sure. Our number three, I will go with Damian Pierce from Florida. And this is purely just what I think Florida is going to have to do this year is I think they're going to be run heavy with Emory Jones at running back. He's definitely one of the best running uh, running quarterbacks in the nation. He's got a strong arm. It's not the most accurate arm, but he's got a strong <laughs> arm. <laughs> so I think they're going to they're going to lean on the running game there in Florida. Uh, he had 503 rushing yards last year, four TDs. He's going to be the main guy. No main guy though. Uh, this year, uh, I imagine they're going to be doing a lot of RPO with him and Emory Jones, too. So he's going to get a lot of touches. People are going to think Emory Jones is running, and Damien's going to break some off. So I'm going to go with Damien Pierce out of Florida. Good pick. Good pick. We got it four. For number four, I'm going to go with Tony Grimes, sophomore CB out of North Carolina. I like throwing the defensive guys in there. I'm yes. not as great with the defensive guys, but he's definitely someone I, he, I was looking at to yes. pop off this yeah. year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Top recruit, five-star recruit out of high school, third cornerback in his class, Allowed eight catches on 20 targets for 89 yards across 189 coverage snaps in 2020. Boy, that's a mouthful. Um, (laughs) And only one of those receptions resulted in a gain of 15 plus yards. So, yeah, I mean, I I think he's going to have, you know, a breakout year and kind of establish himself as one of the better cornerbacks in college football. Yeah, they they lost a decent amount uh, on defense from what I remember. So he's going to have to step up and be their leader this year, I think. But also, that's too, a good pick. fun fact about him do you know he's actually a year younger, too? He reclassified. He, he oh. should be a year younger, too. So Dang. Yeah. <laughs> that's what uh, the kid from Ohio State's doing for quarterback. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> uh, the last guy I'm going to go with is probably a very hot take that a lot of people would disagree with. So I'm going to go with Zamir White. I know, so he was a very highly touted recruit, so I don't know how much of a breakout he is, but he still hasn't had the season that everyone's ever expected him to do. He's going to be the main guy this year. Last year, he had 780 yards, 11 touchdowns in in the 10 games they have. He's going to get a heavy workload this year, as I just said, too, and you'll find out later, but I am very high on Georgia this year. I think JT Daniels is going to have a monster year. Uh, and I think Zamir White's going to be a great compliment for him in the backfield. So look out for Georgia this year. Yep. Yep. All right. Our next category is the five bets we like this year to start off the year. So these can be, you know, to win conference. It could be win totals. Uh, it could be Heisman odds, uh, national titles. You got three here. I got two here. So you kick us off. So I'll start off by saying in my betting days – which 
By the way, I'll throw it out here. I have not bet in 10 days. Way to go. Proud of that. Um, I have learned that for these future picks, like future conference champs or future Heisman, a lot of times good value is sometimes the favorites. Yeah. So I'm going to start off, and some of these are chalk and you'll make fun of me, but I'm going to start off with Alabama plus Ooh. 250 to win to win it this year. And this is all I'm going to say here. Nick Saban, number one <laughs> recruiting class for 2021, and in the last 10 seasons, they've won five ships. How are you feeling about that inexperienced quarterback? I, I trust Nick Saban. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> you probably should. You probably should. I don't. I think there's going to be one or two possible slip-ups. I don't know who to. Uh, but because every time they've had a first-year guy, they've they've kind of struggled, struggled a, little a little bit in that first year. Uh, if you go back to well, I guess going back to Jalen, he I think he went to the national title, but they lost. But anyway, <laughs> don't think about that. <laughs> Forget See, about that. It's it's a Wanaki effect where <laughs> yeah. like a bad year is if you lose in right. the title game. Yeah, that, that was their bad year. Obviously, I mean, I, I get the pick. I get. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like I took Ronaldo in the in the Euros and that paid off. So. Hey, that was more of a that he was, was not was, the favorite. Maybe fourth or fifth. On fourth that or fifth, list, I think. So. Yep. My first one is going to be Indiana under seven and a half wins. And this is purely just based off their schedule. They have a yeah, gauntlet of a schedule. I think the East is going to be better this year. I don't think Penn State and Michigan are going to be crap like they were last year. Um, Michael Penix, you're also kind of gambling on him to be healthy, which the last two seasons he has not been. So I think coming down there, I don't know how much you trust Jack Tuttle if uh, – Penix goes down. Offense is going to be good. I don't have any doubt about that. I don't know how much the uh, defense I have trust in, but I'm going to go with Indiana under 7.5, and it's mostly because of the schedule. They kick off with Iowa, too, at Iowa. Yeah, that's going to be tough. They could, I mean, they could lose right off right off the bat. So we'll see. Yep. I'm not as high on Mr. Rah-Rah Tom Allen. <laughs> we'll see how he does, though. Yeah. Who you got next? All right, I'll get my last chalk out of the way here. Um, I have Spencer Rattler oh my God. plus 400 to win the Heisman. Jesus. And I I mean, you know this. I love Spencer Rattler. Um, his, you know, he had a great year last year, threw for over 3,000 yards, had 28 touchdowns, only seven picks. Team finished 9-2. and two. Um, Oklahoma always has a very productive offense. I mean, we, we know how the Big 12 works. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's because the offense is not because of the defense. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah, I mean, he's very talented. Um, I, I could see him having kind of a season, kind of like, you know, Baker and um, Kyler Murray had when they were Sooners. I'm out on that. <laughs> Team JT Daniels. That's where the value's at, baby. That's a good pick too. That's a good pick too. Is that your? Is, no, is it's that, not okay. my next one. But if if I had, if you made me pick one, I would pick JT for, Daniels for Heisman. For Heisman yeah. Do you know what he is? I think it was pretty high, wasn't it? From when we looked. I want to say like 1,200, but yeah, I can't it was, remember. It was over a thousand. Yeah, sure. that's a good value pick. Yeah, uh, I mean he, they lost Pickens, but mm-hmm. other than that, I mean it's. Georgia, they got talent at wide receiver, so I'm sure they'll be fine. My next one is a very weird pick. I have UCLA over seven wins. I'm drinking the Chip Kelly Kool-Aid this year. (laughs) 
He's too good of a coach, too good of an offensive mind to not figure it out. I mean, the defense obviously is going to be the issue, but they improved a little bit last year at the end of the season. They got a senior QB and DTR, uh, decent running back and Charbonnet coming over from Michigan. Like I said, they got a defense that kind of improved. I'm just trying to stretch the defense, getting a little bit better. That's what I'm hoping on. I do have an early upset alert. UCLA over LSU at home. I think really? it's week two. I believe it's week two. Really? You think yeah. so? Yep. I could see it. LSU is still inexperienced, somewhat inexperienced. Yeah, quarterback just went down too, so I wonder what those – I was going to put money on it, but – I'm sure that line now probably switched to UCLA. Changed. Yeah, because yep. Brennan went down for LSU. So I guess it's not of a hot take, but I did have this written down before LSU's quarterback got hurt. Okay. I want I want my credit, credit. there. <laughs> That's fair. So I got UCLA over seven wins this year. Uh, what is your fifth and final one for us? Well, since I went chalk earlier and since we're doing Pac-12, I got to do something <laughs> you'll appreciate and love. You're going to love this. Oh, boy. It's a value pick. I'm not <laughs> saying it happens, but I have Utah plus, plus fourteen hundred to win the Pac-12 championship. I love that. I, just, I will be at some games this year. Yep, bring them good luck. I mean, Hopefully. I just think that's that's a lot for. I mean, ten dollars to win a hundred forty. They're a good team. It will be tough to beat teams like USC, but yeah, USC is loaded this year. Yeah, with talent at least. I mean, they're always loaded, but. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to get through USC probably. Yeah, I mean they play them October 9th, so that'll be that'll be a fun game to watch. But I mean they won the Pac-12 South in 2018 and 2019. Yep. Um, and they've got former Baylor quarterback yes, Charlie, Charlie Brewer. Brewer. So he was a perfect. I want to say, I think it was 14 for 14 or 20 for 20. It was something. He was perfect in the spring game. He didn't miss one pass. So. Really? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know. Uh, my, I'll just throw my honorable mention. I don't have to talk about it much, but my honorable mention one that I didn't say was Arizona State under eight and a half wins, and that's just if Arizona State implodes after all the sanctions they're probably gonna get. Yeah. So, but I mean, they got Jalen Daniels at quarterback. And you really focus on these um, under overs on the total wins. I yeah, do, I, do I like love, that. I do, I do love some good under over totals. So. Did, did you see what Wisconsin's was? It is. Is it, it nine? It's it's a lot. It's, it's, nine, it's nine and a half. Nine and a half. I would yeah. take the under there. I, I think it will be right around there. I, I the think... one thing I will give the Badgers credit is they don't have a very hard schedule. Mm-hmm. Once you get past once you get past the Notre Dame and Michigan stretch, all of the hard games are at home. I mean, they play at Purdue, at Minnesota. Uh, they get Northwestern at home. They get Iowa at home. They get Nebraska at home. So, not to say that they wouldn't beat Nebraska away, but I never liked playing in Lincoln. I mean, I think they've they've won there every year except for once. That was when that was Joel Stave's first start, if I believe I'm correct. But it does feel I still like don't like playing in yeah. Lincoln. I don't know why. I never do. Things always get weird. The Badgers always play weird there. So, yeah. I, I always like avoiding Lincoln, and I'd much rather play in Purdue and Minnesota. Absolutely. Lincoln, Absolutely. So. Yeah. So I, it's going to be close. A lot of people are on the under, but I mean, if you, it's, it's the Badgers and you think they do, they do the shit every year. Basically they lose the teams they're supposed to lose to. So probably this year, if you want to say they're supposed to lose to, it's probably Notre Dame and it's probably 
Michigan or Penn State, one of those. Mm-hmm. And then they'll probably get upset once. So there, there's your nine wins. And nine that's and how, yep. Yep. <laughs> That's usually how the road goes. So, yeah. We'll, we'll see, though. I, I got faith in the, in the boys. All right. Hopefully they go in the last game like nine and two. So we, we... sweat it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Our next category is the five games we're most excited to watch. Not the best games. Mm. Most excited. I got three for us here. You got two. Um, do you want me to take the obvious one or do you want to take the obvious one? You take the obvious okay. one. Okay. The obvious one here is Clemson versus Georgia. That's yeah. week one. I mean, I don't think I do. We, we, we don't really don't even need to break that one down. It's two top 10, top five teams playing against each other week one neutral site, which sucks. If you ask me, this should either be at Clemson or, or at Georgia. But I mean, Clemson's got DJ going now he he was in, he's in relief a little bit for Lawrence last year he looked he looked all right for a freshman but I think he'll be much improved now as I said I'm very high on Georgia I think if Georgia slips up at any time this year this is the game and it's good to have your slip up in game one yep so if you want to slip up a game slip up to the top five team in week one you're not going to get hurt too much you're not really going to get dinged so I like Georgia there but who knows? We'll see. But that's going to be an awesome game to kick off the season. Totally agree. Yeah, I love DJ. I love his size. I think he's going to have a... I mean, talk about when we talked about breakout players. I mean, he's just, you know, uh, he's probably number two or three on that Heisman list, I would I would assume. Um, DJ? DJ? Yeah, he's up there. Yep. So I, I didn't want to pick him, yep. but I, I think he's going to have a, a great year. So yeah, I agree. it'll be a fun quarterback battle in that game. Hell yes. I'm going to so, go with Oregon at Ohio State. Interesting. I think that's going to be a fun one. That's September 11th. Um, Ohio State is a perfect 9-0 and against the Ducks. But the two teams have met only twice since the 1990s. As, I mean, you know, Oregon, too, recently, um, they've kind of climbed up as national contenders. Ohio State's been, you know... Yeah pretty relevant for a while yeah um osu topped the ducks in the 2010 rose bowl um and then memorably won the um national championship over marcus Mariota, 42 to 20 and much thanks to ezekiel ezekiel elliott um i think he had four touchdowns in that game so yeah i think this is gonna be a fun one um, I'm not going to drive to Columbus probably ever again for a football game after we went and saw the Badgers in get the crushed in the rain. In the last row of the stadium. You're welcome. <laughs> but if I lived closer, this this would be a game that I'd be yeah. really excited to see live. So. It would be interesting test for a, for a new quarterback for Ohio State and for Anthony Brown, who's the BC transfer mm-hmm. from Oregon. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. Kind of too... Not not to say Anthony Brown's inexperienced, but he's inexperienced in playing really really good teams other than Clemson. So yeah. it'll be a tough test for him in a in a weird place. And then Ohio State breaking in a new quarterback. So yeah. I, I really like that game too. I didn't have it on my list, but that that'll be a fun one. Uh, number three for us, I'm gonna do another one. It is the Jack Cone Revenge Tour, it's Wisconsin verse Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. We will be there. We got our tickets. We are ready. Uh, as I said, we've got Jack Cohn trying to get his revenge on the Badgers. And we got Mertz. Mertz alert. 
who knows yes, how sir. who knows how the merch train's gonna go this year. I'm yep. a little a little worried, a little not worried. I just try to remember the good feelings about Graham Birds. <laughs> a lot of potential. There yeah. it is. It's it's there. We yeah. watched it game one and then it all fizzled away. <laughs> I mean, it'll. I mean, he's very composed and confident. Yeah, he's for, a confident kid for his yeah, age. For sure. He's got the talent. He's got the arm mm-hmm. strength. He'll hopefully, experience um, over time right. in the. It helps having Danny and Kendrick yes. available again. Yeah. Oof! When Jack Dunn is your number one option, it, it makes it tough. <laughs> it makes it tough. When your top target is five ten, not not to say anything about Jack Dunn, plays his heart out, but. I'd much rather have Danny Davis, the number one option. Yeah. Rumor has it if um, Jack Cohn loses, he switches over to lacrosse maybe at Ooh, Notre Dame. He is a former Notre Dame lacrosse commit. That's yep. true. Yep, that's why I said that's that. good pull. Yep. Uh, game number four for us. I've got Iowa at Iowa State. I have that one as well. That's a good one. Really? Yeah. Same date as that um, OSU-Oregon game, September 11th. Um, COVID forced the cancellation of this game last year. Um, well, Iowa, I was going to drag their feet anyway. <laughs> yes. Play, but <laughs> then the big 10 gave them an out anyways. Continue. <laughs> I, I just love this rivalry. Um, more often than not, the Cyclones and the Hawkeyes seem to play, you know, down to the wire. It's yeah. kind of like Wisconsin and Minnesota. It okay. doesn't matter what your record but is. One team always wins. Yes. Yeah, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Typically, Iowa wins. But, I mean, who, who knows? knows this year? We'll see. So, yep. All right. My last game is my last game is the Red River Shootout. I am a sucker for rivalry games. This is one of my favorite to watch every year because the teams hate each other so much. I love that they play it in a neutral site. I love that we get weird crowd shots. Last year during COVID, we got the girl flipping off. I think it was the it was a Texas. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, it was Oklahoma. Was it an Oklahoma fan or it was a Texas fan flipping off the other side <laughs> after overtime? It was so funny. Uh, but yeah, it should be a fun game to watch. It's Sark's first big rivalry game as Texas head coach. Um, this was one of the few games, like I said last year, that like is really that one felt. You could feel the passion in the game. You could feel that the players cared. You could feel the fans hating each other. Uh, So that was like a breath of fresh air watching that one. So I'm excited to watch it again this year. Two interesting quarterbacks, too. So I'm going to go with the Red River rivalry. It's always fun to watch. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Uh, Our last game here, or our last category here we have is we're going to give four teams plus our one team out. You're going to give three. I'm going to give two. Uh, so you will give us the team looking on the outside at the oh, end of it. Okay. But you get to pick the first team in, and I think I already know where you're going. Well, since I picked them to win right. the championship, I got to go Bama here. So, again, Nick Saban. I know we talked a little bit about um, Bryce Young, about inexperienced quarterbacks, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he was great in high school. I think with Nick Saban as his coach, um, I think he could have a pretty good year. And, I mean – Bama's stacked. They always have great receivers. Their defense is always loaded. Right. Um, I, I think they're the clear-cut favorite probably going oh, yeah. into the year. So. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm going to go with Georgia, too. I'm going to go. We're just going to go okay. two SEC okay. off the bat. We might as well do it. Uh, I mean, one of those teams is going to make the con- – or one of them is going to make the uh, conference championship. One of them is going to be the team that was on the outside but only has, like, one loss. So 
they get in anyways. <laughs> yep, yep. Because the playoff likes SEC teams. So we're going to go Alabama and Georgia right off the shoot. Like I said, I love JT Barrett. Or <laughs> JT Barrett. There's too many JTs in college football. JT Daniels. I like uh, I like going with Zamir White. Obviously, the defense always there. Kirby's always got so much talent. and it's a, He's always been so close, but we'll see if he can get, get it done this year. I think this is the year, but... I say that every year about Georgia. So, so you would lean because I think we can both agree it, it's probably either flip flopped one and four. Yes. You, do yes. you think Georgia? I think Georgia's gets the gonna be one. number one. Really? Yes. Okay. I, do. I would love. I that. think. I think. I think they beat Clemson, and I think they went out. Wow. This year. Wow, that would be impressive. That I, would be I don't know impressive. why. I just. I got a crush on JT Daniels. I don't know what to say. <laughs> the way they were ending that year, I mean, he he was he. I mean, he had Pickens, and now he doesn't. But like I said, they still have wide receiver talent. But I don't know the way he was playing at the end of the the year last year. You could tell it was it was starting to click there for for Georgia at the end. But time ran out for him. But I don't know. I'm I'm drinking the Georgia Kool Aid. That's fair. I mean, I touched on, you know, Bama's always locked and loaded, but losing Waddle and um, Devontae Smith, that's those are two yeah, big is. players. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see it. Right. I, I would love to see that. So, at Just num- do it. <laughs> who, who do you think? You're going Clemson. No, going no. You? I had them on my list. I am go- going to go with. Instead, though, Oklahoma. Wow, okay. Yeah, I, I have Oklahoma in mind as well. I just, I did have OSU um, in my top four for my list of yeah. who I think will be in the playoffs. Um, however, I, I really like Oklahoma. I Obviously, I, I have a crush on Spencer Rattler. I <laughs> think he's going to win the Heisman. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they had big wins last year over Iowa State in the Big 12 title game, and then Florida in the Cotton Bowl. Um, also, How too, about Iowa State being a big win? <laughs> <laughs> hey, What I, a wild year that was. They they finished top 10, didn't they? I know they yeah, did. Yeah. I sincerely mean it. How wild that is that, that, like, Iowa State, like, wow, what a big win for Oklahoma. <laughs> we might hear that name later, a little foreshadowing. Oh. <laughs> I have a very, very, very hot take. For my last four, just to, you know, I like to do this. I hate picking favorites, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to do the Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama thing that everyone does. Yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of an outside take. I really like USC this year, and oh. playing in the Pac-12. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty nice, pretty nice thing to do. Yeah, so I, Keaton Slovis is back. I don't know. How how you feel about Keaton Slovis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, right. That's how I would feel too. Yeah, meh. Yeah, he he's kind of meh, but I I just think it's a down year for the Pac-12 this year. They don't have a super hard non-conference. They could slip up a game in non-conference and still win out in in Pac-12 and get into the playoff. They haven't been in there yet, and their power. So I'm going to do a little bit of a hot take, say USC sneaks in there maybe at, at three or four. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot. I, I never liked USC when they were like on top of the world, I guess, in the two, early 2000s. But it's always – I always feel like when teams kind of fall off, you know, like Oregon kind of took a step back. We mm-hmm. saw a couple of years ago. Um, I always like seeing kind of them bounce right. back. So yeah, that, that's a good pick. Who who was your other two or yeah, who were your other two or three you had? 
I had I, I was gonna go for my top four. I had Bama, Oklahoma, Georgia, and then Ohio State. That was okay. my top four. Um, but I, for my first team out, I'll do something kind of like you did, I guess. A little hot take, and it kind of contradicts my oh one of my picks in Oklahoma. But I'm gonna go Iowa State for oh, my first team horse. out okay. for a little dark horse. Yeah. I mean, they had a top 10 finish in 2020, won the Fiesta Bowl. Oh, huge. <laughs> and they've got, um, if I botch the name, I apologize. Brees Hall. Is that how you say it? Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah. Um, I love me some Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy. Um, yeah. And then Charlie Kohler. Um, and yeah, I, I love Matt Campbell. Um, I, I think they're going to, you know, it, there's a lot of hype around them. Yeah. I think they're going to live up to the hype. So we'll see. It, this feels so much like when the Badgers were fifth to it start does, the season. It does. And everyone's like, um, why is Iowa State there? Why, why is Wisconsin there? And everyone's just like, we all know it's not happening. Like This could backfire. It's this just not. Is it's risky. not going to happen. <laughs> I, I love Iowa State, too. I, I, I mean, they have so much talent. Uh, I just, I don't know why. Yeah, it's just it's Iowa State. It's like you hear the name, you're like they're not making the playoff. It's the you, Midwest curse, right? What are, you, what are you talking about? They're not making the playoff. Uh, my other two teams, well, so so I had Georgia, I had Clemson, I had USC, and I had Oklahoma. Okay, so we had and then my two. first out is an ex Badger leading his team just outside of the playoff again, Notre like Dame. he did, like he did in 2019. <laughs> Jack Cohen is going to get on the doorstep again and just be short. So with that, then with that, I'll do put I think you on they the beat spot. The Badgers, yes, you do. You do. I I Probably. agree with that. I agree with that. It's it's too early in the. Well, I mean, it is it is a month in for the Badgers. So you're saying we go zero and three on our road trips? <laughs> yeah, we would be zero and three. I. It's definitely not a far out like. To say the Badgers would, I think they actually might even be favorited right now. The Badgers might be. Really, you think? I think they might be, but I just I don't know about Jack Home or uh, Graham Mertz, man. And I think Jack's gonna I mean, play if, with. If Graham Mertz is as good as he was game one against Illinois, which I mean that's first off basically impossible, but if he plays up to that potential that he has, the Badgers could make. The playoff. I think they could be yeah. four or three. It's just I don't. I don't necessarily think that's gonna be. I think it's gonna. I think he's gonna be a little inconsistent. I think some games we're gonna be mm. like, holy crap, that kid can throw it. And then some games we're like, what happened to the kid the last game that was amazing? I agree. He, it's he's so young and he's got the confidence, but it's just he's got to be consistent with it. Can he be consistent? There's no. I mean, they return so much. The Badgers return so much. On defense, on a defense that was already one of the best in the country last year, so the defense is going to be there. It's if the offense can be there, and if it's a running back needs to step up too. That's what we're not even talking about right now, because everyone always just thinks, "Oh, Badgers got running backs." I don't know who's going to step up. I think it's Jalen Berger, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I would go Berger. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Berger. I think Chez is going to be good too out of Clemson. He he can he transferred over. I think he's going to be a good two two running back, but mm-hmm. it's boomer bust with Graham Mertz. Yeah. And I said that with Jack Cohn too. I said, this team's going to go as far in 2019 as Jack Cohn takes him because he's the missing thing. The, the missing thing for the Badgers every year is the quarterback. If the quarterback can lead the team and actually make 
huge passes like Jack Cohn did in 2019. They don't need to be otherworldly. They just need to make the right passes at the right time, and they need to make a few game-changing plays a game. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think Mertz is going to take the Frank Kaminsky kind of ride in college. I think Already? he's going to have, you know, pretty good sophomore campaign. Sure. Again, you know, show strides and occasionally, you know, be great, but still kind of struggle with being consistent. Mm-hmm. But I think junior year, he's going to have a breakout yeah. year. So, and by the way, Notre Dame is underdog. I know. Isn't that weird? Three plus three and a half. So I, I might be too high on Jack Cohn. <laughs> I think Cody brainwashed me. Um, but cause if he can lead that Wisconsin team that he led just outside of the playoff, I would think he could do it with Notre Dame. Why couldn't he? Yeah. He did it with the Badger team with less talent. Yeah, with these guys, it's just all about consistency and making the right, right plays. Because you're not Spencer Rattler. You're not DJ. You, right. I mean, they just aren't. So, But, I mean, it, it's so tricky sometimes to predict when a quarterback is, you know, above average like right. that. Because, I mean, if he can consistently play above average mm-hmm. and have the right pieces around him. Yeah. You can you can have a really good team that contends and for a title. Notre Dame has that for sure with the running backs. Yes. Kyron Williams is a top five, top ten running yep. back in the country. Just like he had Jonathan Taylor as a top five, top ten running back in the country when he was there. Yep. So he gets a little bit of pressure off of him because people will be watching Kyron Williams. They can pick and choose when they want to take their shots like the Badgers did with Jack Conan when they had Jonathan Taylor. We'll see I hope though. He does. Or, like we I said, to see it. five short weeks away from figuring it all out. Yep. Uh, all right. We are going to do probably one more episode. We'll do a one after week zero to kind of preview week one. So this is kind of your college football preview. And then we'll hit the ground running in pro- think three or four weeks. It'll be four weeks from now. We'll start doing our football like weekly episodes, recapping what happened you know, talking about the next week, talking about gambling lines, <laughs> even though we're not gambling anymore. Yep, wink, yep. wink. Yeah, we'll see. Just a little bit. We'll have to keep a tracker a on bit. that. Right. Um, see how long I last. Right. If I even make it to the, the, the next pod or not. But. <laughs> but we'll talk to everyone then. Peace. Yeah.